Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola Shokumbi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. The Clever Girls Know podcast is a podcast for women, offering a space for conversations around personal finance, business, life, and living. I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast, and you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you love what you listen to, head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. I'd also love for you to stop by clevergirlfinance.com. We have new content on the blog multiple times a week. We have over 30 plus free courses. Plus, when you sign up for a course, you can talk to a Clever Girl Finance mentor for free to get encouragement, motivation, or if you just want to have an open, no shame, no judgment girl talk. Finally, check out our YouTube channel. Just search Clever Girl Finance on YouTube. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, I am so excited to have a special guest on here. Her name is Lauren Williams, and we're going to be talking about how to acknowledge and address limiting beliefs. And I just love Lauren. We had a conversation on her own podcast called Imperfectly Phenomenal Woman, where we talked about personal finance and just getting over yourself to succeed. So um, I'll put that link in the show notes so you can check out that episode as well. But welcome, Lauren. Hello. (laughs) I'm super excited to be here, Bola. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me to talk about this topic that I think is important to have as an ongoing conversation because sometimes just limiting beliefs, they don't go away. (laughs) Right, right. You got to work on it. It's, It's a process. Yeah. So before we dive in, please tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah. So, hey, everybody. I'm excited to be in podcast world with you right now. Uh, My name is Lauren Williams. I am the host and producer of Imperfectly Phenomenal Woman podcast, as Bola mentioned. And on each episode, I'm talking to different women about limiting beliefs that hold them back from living fully and authentically. Um, I ended up in this space because one, a breakup. I get really productive after breakups. And I realized that I was trying to live up to being the perfect girlfriend. I'm sure Uh, some of you can relate. (laughs) So um, doing that. And then I'd also moved to New York at the same time. And once I got to New York, I recognized like everybody here is an individual. So what does that mean for me as who I am? And so I just kind of started on this journey of limiting beliefs, authenticity, um, deeply rooted honesty. And now I am here and I've spoken to many, many women on reframing their limiting beliefs that hold them back. So it's definitely been an interesting journey in discovering who I am and helping other people do the same. I love that. And I definitely think that living in a city like New York City, where there's just so much, um, so many people, so many influences, you have to be your authentic self or find your authentic self so you don't get carried away in the rush and in the flow and in all of that stuff that, you know, happens in a big city when there's just so much going on. Um, So let's just dive in. And I would love for you to start by telling us What limiting beliefs have you faced around your personal finances? Yes. And I'm excited to talk about this actually, because I am at the beginning of my finance journey, I feel like. And so I feel like there's a lot of your listeners who may be able to relate to this. So as far as limiting beliefs for me, ones that I feel like I have held are 
one that I'll never pay off my student loans. Mm. Very, very deeply rooted limiting belief in my spirit that I really have to work hard on shaking off. So feeling like I'll never be able to pay off my student loans. Another one is that money isn't real. And I just have this. Oh, wow. Yeah, because even more recently, listening to the news and them talking about Biden has this trillion dollar plan. And I'm like, a trillion dollars? That can't even be real. That cannot be real. That's that's impossible. Like, what what does that look like? Where does that exist? How does that move throughout society? That is nuts. And so having that limiting belief that money isn't real is definitely one that has been holding me back. Um, I feel like I have another one where it's specifically around my podcast and like entrepreneurship, where I feel like I won't be able to make money from my podcast. And I'm not even sure where that one is rooted, but it's one that I know that I need to, you know, start to tackle a bit more as well. Mm-hmm. So I would say that those are my primary ones, but really the student loan debt one is absolutely deeply rooted. Do you, do you mind sharing how much you have in student loans? A uh, hundred thousand. So that's very common. You know, I find mm-hmm. that when people have large amounts of debt, that's the that's the idea. It's like I can never pay off my mortgage. Like I don't have three hundred thousand dollars. How I'm just gonna live in this house and make the monthly payment until whenever. Yep. Until whenever. <laughs> until whenever. Exactly. Who knows whenever will come. Yeah, but I I think and just going over your other limiting beliefs, like um, not being able to make money from your podcast. I think that's another one that's tied into just people who have businesses or side hustles. Um, I, I can never make money in this business. I can never replace my income, my full-time income. To right. full-time. I'm always going to work for a boss I hate, or I'm always going to work for a company. Um, I'm always going to have my commutes because I can, I can never replace my income. How am I ever going to replace my income? I definitely had that limiting belief when I first started my business. Yeah. And um, money is not real. <laughs> Girl, a trillion dollars. I don't like think where? any of us can imagine a trillion dollars. Like where? <laughs> exactly. How? They just pulled it out of the sky and it's like, oh, let's just call it a trillion. Exactly. It's so much. It's a trillion. <laughs> like billions. Okay. My mind can potentially wrap around it, but what? Yeah. It's, it's, I think those limiting beliefs are things that in one way or the other, we're always going to have a limiting belief. And I think the challenge for us is how do we overcome the belief to mm-hmm. to realize or to to make to make it possible to make what we want to achieve a reality. So your hundred thousand dollars student loans, you don't think you can ever pay that off, but why do you think you can never pay that off? Right, those are the questions you want to ask yourself. Absolutely. What can you be doing differently to? make additional payments to move the needle what would it take to pay off 10,000 of 100,000 what would mm-hmm. it pay, take to pay off the next 10,000 of 100 of a, of 100,000 it's it kind of goes back to for me personally when i think about my limiting beliefs i go back to that quote that says something like you the way you eat an elephant is one bite at a time right right so we a lot of times we get so focused on the elephant and mm-hmm. it's so massive and we just can't see around it. And it's just so overwhelming. But listen, let's cut off a leg. Okay, let's not think about an elephant, but you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> let's cut off a leg. Cute. 
No, that's but it, like this big massive problem yeah. that has four four legs. Let's cut off one leg, then another leg, then another leg. So I, I want to know from you how have the limiting beliefs that you have had affected what you've been able to accomplish or the things that you want to accomplish? So this is like the emotional, mental yeah. aspect of having those limiting beliefs. Well, first, before I even say that. Like I'm smiling really hard right now. So we have our videos turned off so Bola can't quite see me, (laughs) but I'm smiling so hard because the thing is once you acknowledge the limiting belief, because I've tackled plenty of them right by now um, for myself, I just so happen to just be getting to the finance part. But once you acknowledge it, that's when you can actually start to do something about it. And so I'm excited at this point because I know that I can actually start to tackle it and do something about it. Um, So it gets me excited. I'm just Mm. like ready to do something now. And so listening to you talk about like, take it one bite at a time, I can do that. And And I love that. Yes. Like I can absolutely do that. The first step is 100% acknowledging it. And then once you acknowledge it, you have to accept it. So I've accepted these limiting beliefs that I have that I feel like money isn't real, that I feel like I can't pay off my student loans, but those are not necessarily truth. And so Mm. once we start to recognize, okay, we've acknowledged, we've accepted it as truth, then that's when you can take the action. Um, But prior to this, because it's not going to happen anymore, I will do something about it. But prior to this, it's held me back by... One, I've pretended like my loans like aren't there. <laughs> so I have that a hundred thousand. What loans? They don't exist. I'm over here living my best life. It's not real. They've decided to, you know, push the deadline to I think September for paying student loans or something like that because of COVID. So, you yes. know, I haven't had to worry about them. I'm just over here pretending like they don't exist. Um, I've also had this feeling and this narrative in my mind that these loan companies don't really need my money anyways. I need my money, you know? So I have all of these narratives in my mind about money and, you know, how other people are using my money and how, you know, how I need to go about spending my money. Um, so recognizing that now I'm just like, okay, I have to put all of these ridiculous thoughts that have held me back to the side and I actually need to start to do what? Make a plan as Bola loves to say, (laughs) you know, so in the the process. Yes. The plan is, the plan is what makes you smile. It's what gets you motivated and excited. Like I always tell people who are navigating difficult situations or limiting beliefs or struggling that you don't need to have the solutions like, you know, in many cases, money is solution, right? Money to pay off the debt. That's the solution. You don't need to have the money in your hand right now to know that you can pay it off, but you need to have a plan and having a plan gives you clarity, helps Mm -hmm. you determine, okay, I can do this in six months and one year and 18 months and 24 months. It gives you a plan. And you know that all you have to do based on your plan is follow the plan. Right. And the whole idea of creating a plan is a plan that is realistic for you that you can accomplish. Right. So you plan it based on your budget, you plan it based on your finances, you plan it based on everything going on in your life. But you Mm -hmm. create this plan and you just follow the plan. You have the blueprint. Right. That is exciting. It's motivating. But I think the challenge is when you now sit by yourself in your bed. That. (laughs) 
that and then the, i don't mind <laughs> that so, hey, girl you made that plan doesn't make any sense <laughs> <laughs> this is what my demon me tells myself mm-hmm. girl, no i think one of the, key so words, <laughs> the key words though one of the keywords that you said is realistic yes and i just want to just sit on that word for a quick second like when you're ha- when you have limiting beliefs um, there's the acknowledging and there's the accepting, but there's also accepting who you are, mm. you know, like truly at your core, who are you not making a plan that works for somebody else, but making a plan that works for you. And so I think one thing I know about myself is sitting by myself. It's really hard for me to stay motivated when I'm doing things on my own. I really need like accountability um, from someone else. That's always really helpful for me. And so I think when I'm making my plan, um, I don't know how you're going to be involved in it, but you will be Bola. Because <laughs> like I mentioned, I told Bola before we started recording, every time I talk to her, it causes me to do something. So right before we got on this podcast episode, I was like, let me go pay off my credit card real quick. And before we did the other podcast, I was like, let me go look and see what my interest rates are. Just so- in case I ask you. <laughs> Exactly. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I just felt you just your presence just makes me go and act. And so I don't know if I have to talk to you or anything, but even from afar, like something about your presence makes me do something. And even in that situation, you can hold me accountable just thinking about, okay, Bola would want me to do this. So just being realistic about my plan, what do I need to actually accomplish it? Um, and make it actually happen. You just got to be real with yourself. And so if for you, it's accountability, then maybe that's your thing. If it's making sure you look at your kids every day and say, oh, I'm doing that for them, then maybe that's your thing. Being realistic, if you have kids, figuring out, do I need to wake up an hour earlier to start planning my plan? You know, so just being realistic with who you are and what you need. Yeah, I love that. And just as you said, adding on the accountability and just really getting clear on why do you want to do this? Why, why, you yeah. know, why do you want to challenge this limiting belief and get to the other side of it and be able to accomplish your goal? Uh, I think that is so important. So one of the things you talked about um, was that you've mentioned is acknowledging your limiting beliefs. You acknowledge your limiting beliefs. And this is, this was you going from my loans that don't exist to, I have to create a plan to pay off my loans and mm-hmm. I can do this. How do you how have you gone through that process of actually acknowledging it, like facing that limiting belief head on? How have you, how have you done that? What's been your approach to getting to that point of acknowledgement? Like, cause, cause sometimes people, um, when you get the limiting belief, immediately they dismiss the whole idea and it's on to the next thing. And it's like just finding ways to avoid thinking about it or just not taking action or push it away or delay the timeline. Like, we all have our ways that we kind of like manage our limiting beliefs and we kind of like get comfortable with this management of these beliefs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We just go with the flow every day. We manage the limiting beliefs, but how do you acknowledge them so you can get past them? What's your process? Yeah. Managing your limiting beliefs when it, when your management style is to push it down or to ignore or to avoid, that was all me. So I'm here with you. I totally get it. If that's been somebody's style, Um, but it's very destructive. So we got to stop doing that. Stop pushing it down. Stop ignoring it. 
I would say the first step is one, the reason that we have created those management styles is because we don't even recognize that limiting beliefs exist within each and every one of us, within every area of our life. So whether that's work, love, play, health, finances, in all of those areas, you have limiting beliefs that exist. First, we have to just recognize that that's a thing. They exist. Two, after that, I would say, once you start to understand that they exist, your body will start to give you hints or even your mind. So I call it like the friction in your spirit. And for example, say you might be at work and you might have a limiting belief that your voice doesn't matter. And so you don't necessarily speak up. You might have a random idea that comes up in your mind and you're like, oh, I should say this, but you don't say it because you have that limiting belief that your voice doesn't matter. But in that moment, you're going to start to feel something in your chest. Your heart might start to beat. Heart might start to beat really quickly. Um, you might even start shaking. It really depends on who you are and how you cope. But I call that the friction in your spirit, and that comes up often for us. Your soul has an opinion on everything that you do, and it is often trying to tell you which action to take. And so, for me, with my finances, I know that I've been putting them off, paying off my loans and whatnot. But my spirit has been telling me, okay, Lauren, stop. It is time. It is time to address this. And for many people listening, they probably have that experience too, where their soul is trying to give them a message, but we continuously keep putting it off and keep trying to push it down and keep ignoring it, but really start to listen to your body. Um, Stop being a passive listener to your thoughts. Really get active in listening to your thoughts. I think there was a study that came out that said we have like over 6,000 thoughts a day. And a lot of our thoughts are repetitive in nature. We think the same things over and over and over again. Um, And a lot of those thoughts are also negative that we're repeating over and over and over again. And it's so important for us to really get acquainted with the thoughts that we're having So really start to catch those thoughts and start to analyze them. And then once you start to analyze them, you can say, okay, this is what's happening. It comes from this root cause. Now I can shift it. So I think for me, it's been really important to just um, really get acquainted with myself and the friction in my spirit and start to address it. That is so important. Like listening to what your soul is telling you. (laughs) Because it's telling me. Pay off your loans, girl, or make a payment. Just make a payment. That little voice. I mean, a lot of times we don't stop to listen. You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of just writing it down. For me personally, there's just something about releasing that thing onto a piece of paper yes. and just looking at that paper and then writing why that limiting belief is nonsense right. on that paper and just putting it somewhere where I can see it. Like every and countering, I, I like to counter my limiting beliefs with affirmations of yes. what I believe I can do, what I know I can do if I really put my heart and my mind to it. Um, and, you know, the truth is half of the things that we think about, um, the negative thoughts, the limiting beliefs, not even half. I think there was a study that says 99.9% of those things will actually never happen. Right. But because we spend so much time thinking about them, we prevent ourselves from taking the action 
mm-hmm. to make the opposite, which is a good thing, happen for ourselves. So we're dwelling on things that will actually never happen. Um, I can never pay off my student loans, but have you actually tried? Have exactly, you tried exactly. You know, to pay it off instead of just spending all your time thinking, well, no, I can never pay it off. Forget about it. And I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who say I had that that mindset when I was coming out of college and now I'm 35 10 years after college, 12 years after college. And if I had just made a hundred dollars mm-hmm. more, 150 more than my minimum payment, which I which they could have afforded, they would have paid off their loans. Right. Right. So time time passes, whether you're you have limiting beliefs or not, time's like good, good for Girl. you. I'm moving on. Girl. <laughs> Move that, <with> me. <laughs> that that line, time will pass regardless. And in 10 years, if you still want to be in the same place and just have the same thought, and I'm thinking about this, whether it's finances, with your family, with the love of your life, with your friends, like if you keep having that same thought, time is going to pass. You got to actually acknowledge it. Oh my gosh, acknowledge it, y'all. I mean that so, so deeply, like acknowledge it and then be so honest with yourself after you acknowledge it. Because we like to lie to ourselves a lot of the time too. But oh my God, all the time, <laughs> all the time, <laughs> but be so, so honest with yourself. The thing is, like with this authenticity journey that I've been on and now kind of like moving more into deeply rooted honesty, when you're honest with yourself, bro, we are weirdly, weirdly disgusting creatures as humans, like <laughs> really getting to the root of where your things come from. It will probably make you cry so many therapy sessions where I've really started to uncover so many issues um, of where my limiting beliefs stem from. It takes Mm. really deep honesty with yourself to make massive shifts, but you can do it. You just have to do it. Yes. And I think a lot of those massive shifts also come with just age and experience. And yes. after, after you get to a point where you realize you cannot lie to yourself about certain things yes. anymore, if you really want to make progress and not look back in regret. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you, you can't, you have to be honest with yourself. If you cannot be honest with anybody else, you have to be honest with yourself. Yes. Hey everyone, this is just a quick break in this episode to share some exciting news with you guys. So my new book, The Side Hustle Guide, Build a Successful Side Hustle and Increase Your Income, launches on June 29th, 2021. And I am so, so excited because I absolutely loved writing this book and I know you guys are going to love reading it too. And in this book, I share just how you can leverage a side hustle to increase your income and achieve your financial goals. And I specifically go over how to build your confidence, eliminate your fears, and strengthen your focus to build a successful side hustle. I talk about how to establish a strong foundation for your new business, even without any prior experience. I go over how to create a solid plan to brand, market, and grow a business that your customers won't be able to get enough of. And I also talk about how to write a realistic financial plan for your side hustle so you can create long-term wealth. And in the book, I share my personal experiences building my own businesses and also the experiences of other amazing women as well. 
And the side hustle guide is available for pre-order right now. So you can place your order everywhere you buy your books and it's going to be available in physical, ebook and audiobook formats. I truly, truly appreciate your support and I would love for you to pick up a copy for yourself, for your girlfriends, for your coworkers and everyone in your life. Thank you guys so much and I know that you're going to love this book. Okay, let's get back to the episode. So you personally are in this space where, you know, you're, you've acknowledged these limiting beliefs that you have, you know what they are, you're tackling them. Um, how has this, how has this made you, what difference has it made with the way you're, you're being able to achieve your financial goals, the progress you're making with your financial goals? And how do you feel about, about it? I think as far as how I feel, I think now I feel ready and I think that word specifically is that feels right when I say it, like I feel ready as opposed to initially I was truly ignoring it and pretending like it didn't exist because I guess it was like a numbing. It almost allowed me to numb myself to the fact that I have so much in debt now. Um, so I did undergrad and I also went to grad school, which is where all of this accumulated, of course. Luckily, I don't have... Um, credit card debt. So it's really just those student loans that have piled up for me. Mm-hmm. But I feel ready now to do something about it from hearing you preach about finances. And then also just knowing that I'm very capable. And one way that I like to approach things like this is just to prove it to myself. And So a limiting belief that I had before I started my podcast was that I would be terrible at podcasting. I couldn't hold a conversation with anyone for more than five minutes. Like it would be terrible. No one would want to listen, for example. But I told myself, okay, prove it. Prove it to yourself that you can do it because you already know you can. And I think now with my finances, I'm in that same space of, okay, prove it. And every time I tell myself to do that, just prove it to yourself. And I go after that. I succeed every single time. So I'm ready now, which is exciting for me. I love that. I love the whole I'm ready. And I love the fact that you're telling yourself to prove it to yourself because you Mm -hmm. know what you're capable of. I'm so capable. Um, We can all do these things. We can all make a change in our lives and make shifts. You just have to do it. And doing it, one takes discipline. And I think discipline can be very hard, especially while I have Netflix. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Netflix gets me every time. And if I don't have accountability, I will choose Netflix every time. And so this is being real with yourself and honest with yourself about who you are. But we can do it. You just got to do it. You know, yes, self-discipline can be tough, but I always tell people as you're working on self-discipline, you have to give yourself opportunities to win, right? Oh, yes. Um, Give yourself opportunities to win. And it could be just little, little blocks you put between the thing that causes your self-discipline to lapse. So Netflix, for example, imagine if one of your goals is time to do something else but watching Netflix is taking away that precious time and you need to spend three months or two months or a summer focusing on this thing Mm -hmm. a small buffer you can put between yourself and Netflix to help you work on your self-discipline right because it's a muscle you have to to continue to build is yes canceling the subscription right and then when you log into Netflix to watch it's like 
the the message on the screen will say, you don't have a subscription. And that's the yeah. reminder for you to say, wait a minute, I canceled this for a reason. Because it's very easy for you to sign back up again. But it's just that little block that you put in place mm-hmm. that reminds you, yes, I don't have a subscription and I canceled this because... I need to work on this goals for the, these goals for the summer. Like an, another example I've used on the podcast is when, um, you know, I was just trying to get into a fitness regime and I just really struggled with just being consistent with anything. And what I would do is I knew I wanted to work out every day in my head. I said, or every other day, whatever my schedule was. And I just could, I would get out of bed and I just could never put on the workout clothes. Right. And I could just, and so I put a little block in between me and myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I could work on that discipline to actually go work out when I woke up early, right? Because if my eyes are open at 4.30, might as well use the time. So I would put the weights, I would put the sneakers, I would put the 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 workout clothes on the, I, I put it strategically at the point where my feet would touch the ground. So I would have to step on all of those things. Oh, I love that. Get out of my bed. See, but you're being real with yourself. Like you're not making a plan for anybody else but you. You yes. know it's hard. So let me put these shoes right at the edge of my bed. Yep, so I'm going to go not even brush my teeth yet. Like yep. shoes and that was on. a small block. It was a small block because it's like, oh God, I, I want to work out, but I don't feel like it. But guess what? I step on this stuff, which means I have to bend down and pick it up and mm-hmm. it. might as well just put it on. Yeah. So what small blocks can you put in place for yourself? Small blocks, right? Yeah. That just cause you to stumble when you're about to derail your (laughs) self-discipline. See, but here's the thing though, because thinking about this Netflix thing, because I've had that thought, right? And I think this conversation is a lot about our thoughts, like your thought life and kind of becoming a master of your thoughts. And so I've had this thought multiple times, let me just cancel Netflix and then I'll be good. But again, I have been pushing that thought to the side because that's not exciting to me. Like, I just want to watch my Netflix and be happy. And I know how much I love it. But it's almost like there's this strength within us that we have to tap into to really start to do things that are really good for us. Like, let me not even use the word good. Things that are better for us. Because Mm -hmm. although Netflix makes me so happy and brings me so much joy, I know that something that could be better for me would be to start to tackle these finances. And so I think just getting past that initial step of, okay, let me turn off Netflix because that's so, that's hard. That's so hard, Bola. I love Netflix. I love it. But there's an extra step that you have to take of actually doing it for what's better for you. Yeah. 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 So So combining your thoughts with your actions, with your, Mm -hmm. just to help you get ahead, just, you know, like, and I I always tell people, and this is something I've told myself and I've learned as I've gotten older is that you can do anything for a period of time. Yes. You can not watch Netflix. You can go on a diet. You can save money. You can pay off debt. You can not talk to somebody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You can do anything for a short period of time. Right. So knowing that time here is, the common denominator, just time, start just, again, you eat the elephant one piece at a time. Yep. Start with a few days, start with a week of not doing something to do something, right? Um, whatever it might be, just to help you get closer to what it is that you're trying to accomplish. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, five minutes a day, look at your budget, as opposed to spending that five minutes looking at Instagram. It's only five minutes. Yeah. So 
I remember, so I had an ex-boyfriend who passed away maybe like six years ago. And something that really helped me, I would go to Pure Bar. It's a um, like workout type of thing. And something that the instructors would always say is you are stronger than you think you are. And those few words were just so meaningful to me and just reminding me like, oh, I might think that I can't do something, but I can. They'd be like, you can stay in plank for a minute. You can, you can do it. Like you really, really, really can do it. Um, And even if that means in another few weeks, you can do it. But it's not like it's impossible. Like you are stronger than you think you are. You can turn off your Netflix, friend. Like you can get up and go do this workout. Like we can truly do all of this stuff. It really also just stems from believing in yourself and what you're capable of. And we are all absolutely capable. Yes, yes. And, and that kind of leads into my my question, my last question for you about just advice you would give anyone who's listening to this who is struggling with limiting beliefs. Like it's it's their limiting beliefs are a roadblock. They're unable to acknowledge them at this point. They're unable to see past them. They're unable to prove themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um prove it to themselves that they can do something. They're just really challenged with these limiting beliefs. What advice would you give someone who's experiencing that? I think off the top of my head would be two things. One is you're likely pushing it down. Um, And the more you push it down, the more friction it causes in your spirit. And those like as you continue to push it down and build up more friction that actually causes like physical ailments, like legitimately. So really start to acknowledge that friction in your spirit that you have been consistently pushing down. Look at it from an outside perspective, like kind of detach yourself from yourself and your thoughts and just look at it from an external perspective and start to analyze it and think about where these things came from. Like where did it stem from? And really honestly just start there because that in itself is an entire process, the acknowledging the friction in your spirit part. But then be very honest, so, so honest. And sometimes it will hurt. The honesty that you have to give to yourself will sometimes hurt, but that hurt will help you become better in the future because you'll be taking specific actions to address it. So it is all possible. You are absolutely capable. So just start the process. I love that. I do love that. And, you know, it's it's going back to that old saying, no pain, no gain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and getting out of your comfort zone is uncomfortable absolutely. and sometimes painful. Um, but it is worth it. The yes. end result of you being able to say, you know what, I'm on the path to becoming debt free. I'm on the path to meeting my my savings goal. I'm on the path to starting my business. I have started my business. I'm whatever that thing mm-hmm. is in your life that you want. Having that thing, making it truly tangible in your life is so worth it. Yes. And so like, look, in this moment, in this moment, listeners, we are on the path. Yes. Even if you have not started yet, if you have not started yet, we're on the path. We will yes. start ASAP. Make your plan. Bola said, get your credit score or credit report or something. <laughs> I think it was a credit report. We're going to do it. Like, if you want to get an accountability buddy, DM me, send me an email. Like, we will do this together. We are on 
the path. Absolutely. And, you know, anything is possible if you put your mind to it. It may be hard to do it, may be painful, but it is possible. And I'm so glad, Lauren, that you are able to join me for this conversation. I like to have these types of conversations every now and then on the podcast because, yes, it's important to check your credit scores, important to look at your budget, all those things. But you also have to manage for your mindset and for yourself Mm -hmm. and for your overall well-being and your thoughts, you know. And these things have incredible impact on not just your finances, but your overall life. So thank you for joining me to have this conversation. Of course. No, it's been fantastic. I am excited. (laughs) I will keep you updated. And you also have to let us know what is your Clever Girl superpower? Yeah. So I think, I think my Clever Girl superpower would be, I'm very good at giving people a safe space to share their thoughts authentically. And I've had so many women just share things with me that they've never shared with anyone else for the first time, whether that's from like sexual abuse or domestic violence or their finances or, you know, just it really ranges, but people feel very comfortable opening up to me. And I just think that that's That's so amazing because people don't have a space to share their self authentically many in many instances. So I'm just really happy that I can give that space to people. That's awesome. That's awesome. So people feel comfortable around you. You have that kind of soothing kind of in your tone and just in your demeanor. (laughs) Thank you. You let people let their guard down around you. Yeah. And I don't even know how I do it. It just happens when people start talking to me on like episodes and whatnot. I really feel like it turns into a therapy session every single time. I think it's just you. It's just who you are. <laughs> well, that's that's nice. I'm happy about that. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for being here. This was awesome. Um, before you go, you have to tell everyone where they can find you, your podcast, etc. Yes, please check out Imperfectly Phenomenal Woman on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like I mentioned, of course, we talk about limiting beliefs that hold us back, whether that's in your relationships, um, in your finances, in your mental health, all sorts of areas of life. And you can also find me on Instagram at IPWomanPodcast. If you want to join me in this accountability journey with our finances, feel free to DM me. Um, Or you can also send an email to info at IPWomanPodcast.com. Let's get our finances together and pay off our loans. <laughs> we can do it. You can do it. You can do this. We can do it y'all. We just got to do it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lauren. No problem. Thanks for having me, Bola. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and I hope you enjoyed it. If you've loved the episode, but you don't yet subscribe to the podcast, You can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes and head on over to iTunes and leave a review so other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. Thank you so much for being here and I'll talk to you on the next episode.